0: What's up, everybody? Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. Pastor Miles and i Pastor Miles, Pastor of the Rock Church. Welcome, welcome to church week two of our series called Bubbles. Everybody stand up. Everybody stand up. Let's pray. And by the way, by the way hit the uh, share button. Share this message. Share the blessing. Get it out to all your friends and family, your network, blah, 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 blah. Let's pray. And we're going to talk more about praying. And God is going to do something in your life. Because we're going to pray for big bubbles, big miracles today. Lord, thank you so much for your faithfulness. Thank you so much for your goodness. And we pray you bless, bless, bless our time together. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's get your Bibles out. Get your Bibles out on the count of three. Say word. One, two, three. Word. Turn to Matthew 19. <clears throat> Matthew 19. Matthew 19. There are many animals in our um, world that communicate through echolocation. In other words, they send a sound signal, sonar or some kind of sound out to their surroundings and when the sound which is a vibration in the air or in this case the water with a bullhead dolphin. The sound goes through the water, which by the way, sound travels through the water better than through the air because it's a vibration. And it hits everything around it and then bounces back and the dolphin is able to receive the rebound and put a picture in his mind what's out there and then swim and hunt accordingly. It is way beyond my pay grade to understand. It's crazy. And something that God evolved. Listen, think about it. It didn't evolve, He created. If it took millions of years to evolve, how would the animals eat while it was evolving? They wouldn't be able to see. So it had to to work day one in order for them to survive. And so they would send the sound out. And this is especially true with stuff that's far away or in the dark at night. They can't see. So they send the sonar out, which is day and night, but they send the sonar out and they can see whether what's swimming ahead of them is a predator or something they can eat or something to avoid, a rock. It's it's incredible. But what's key is not only that they send the sound out, it does them no good to send it out only. They have to get the response back. We uh, started a series last week called Bubbles, and we were talking about a little kid blowing bubbles, and the bubbles go up, and then these bubbles came down, and it was a symbol of prayer. When we pray to God, it is so critical that we get a response back and that we can respond according to response. Well, today we're going to talk about big bubbles. In other words, sending prayers up and expecting something big to happen. A miracle. You know, a lot of times we pray for our food. There ain't nothing wrong with your food. Dear God, bless my food. And your mother's like, I made it. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, now, of course, thank God for your food. but. God's not going to put his finger in it and make it taste any better than it is, Okay, so is. We're not praying for the food to be blessed so it can taste better. With more, uh, more, more than not, just thanking him that we have it. Great. But what about when you need a miracle? What about when there's something in your life that's happening that you're just at a loss of what to do? We're going to talk about that today. Talk about that today. Look at, look at, let's do a review. Awcipa, A W C I P A. Remember, A adoration. First thing we do is thank God. Always want to thank God first. Put God up, put you in your right place, and tell him how good he is. And it helps us be reminded that all the good things we have come from him. Psalm 119, 165 says, Seven times a day. I praise you because of your righteousness seven times a day. All day long. That's what it really means. Uh, w, wait. Wait means sit quietly listen to God. Psalm 4610, be still and know that I am God. We did this last week. Okay. C is confess. It's always powerful to confess your sin. It helps your heart to get right. Because if you're sin, if you're not aware of your sin and aware of your mistakes and aware of the fact that you need God and that, that you are not the perfect one, it'll help temper what you ask for. It's hard to say, dear God, bless me because of this when you're humble. Confess. Lift God up, adoration, wait, confess. Pray for others. Get your mind off yourself. You want to get rid of a problem? Get a bigger problem. And the best bigger problem to get is someone else's problem. So you can help them and then go back to your life. You don't want the problem to come on you. However, when you help somebody, you are actually bearing the burden with them. And that helps you put your problems in perspective. P is petition. God bless me. Bless me. But if you've done all those other things first... Your bless me will be different. It will be more humble, more clear. And then lastly, adoration, thank God again. Always thank God first. Always thank God last. Always give God credit for everything. And then in the middle, you can use all those steps or not. Again, this is a model. If you did this five minutes, every letter, that's 30 minutes of prayer. And if you use scripture, that's 30 minutes of declaring God's promises over your life. Just do each one of those five minutes a day. And you got 30 minutes of prayer. You don't have to do them all. You don't have to do them five minutes. You don't have to do them the same length of time. It's just a guide. But it is a good guide if you don't have one to pray. Drive down the street. Drive for a half hour to work. Thank God for half an hour. Thank God for 15 minutes and ask God to forgive you for 15 minutes. However you want to do it, just do it. In regular, common, everyday language. And we are going to do it again Today. Now, last week we prayed through all of this, but here's what I'm going to tell you this week. I got to believe there were people last week that just sat there and just watched. They didn't do it. Why? The devil said, ah, you don't need to do it. Just think about it. Mm-mm, mm-mm. You got to say it. Practice. So if you're in church, wherever you're at, take advantage of this opportunity to actually do it. I don't care how strong your prayer life is, I don't care how many out." that you, you can always use more prayer. We can always pray better. So for the majority of you who don't have this incredible prayer life, because the majority of people I know don't have incredible prayer life, practice, practice, practice and let's practice today. So please don't let the next 20 minutes go by without you practicing. Don't worry about who's around you. Let's do this. Okay? Okay. Now four things we want to pray for. Four things we want to pray for. And we're going to pray for miracles. Everyone say miracles. Say out loud, say miracles. Number one, we're going to pray for God to make the impossible possible. For God to make the impossible possible. Matthew nineteen twenty six. Jesus beheld them and said to them, with men, this is impossible, but with God, All things are possible. There is something impossible in your life. I want you to think about what that thing is. There is something impossible in your life. We're going to pray for it in a minute. You're going to pray for it. We're going to do what we did last week. I'm going to lead you in a little prayer. And then you are going to pray for your impossible situation. Now, This is a perfect opportunity for you to bring your impossible situation to God and say, "God, here it is." So I'm going to guide you up until that point, and then I'm going to release you for 30 seconds to pray for that possible situation. When you pray for that impossible situation, just say whatever's on your heart. Don't trip. Don't don't be don't. There's paralysis by analysis. Some people are paralyzed by analyzing too much. Don't overthink it. Don't overthink it. So we're gonna do in a minute, we're going to pray. We're going to bow our heads. I'm, you're going to repeat after me, repeat after me, repeat after me. Out loud. Not in your head. Out loud. Even if it's a mumble, like that's fine. Out loud. And then you want to declare. Remember, God, God said, let there be light. God said, let there be animals. God said, "Let the, separate the waters from the, from the sky and from the earth. He declared it out loud, okay? So I want you to declare it out loud. So and you don't have to do it loud, but you got to do it so it can be heard. Okay. And then so I'm going I'm to guide you. You're going to repeat after me. And then I'm going to give you 30 seconds and you're going to pray for something impossible. Impossible. Okay. Now, don't pray that a million dollars would pop in a suitcase in your house. I'm not talking about that impossible. Okay. Okay. That's just, you know why that's not what I'm talking about. Okay. But something is, this is, this is. Unlikely thing to happen. You have no idea how you're going to get out of this situation. And then God's going to make a way. And when God makes a way, you better tell him thank you. Don't be like, yeah, yeah, you know, I just worked it out. You know, I was patient. I figured... No, 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 no. God. God did it. I'm gonna pray. You're gonna repeat after me, eyes closed, heads bowed. You're gonna repeat after me, and then you're gonna pray for 30 seconds for something impossible in your life to be possible. Okay, let's pray. Repeat after me. Say, Dear God, thank you that you do the impossible. I confess that I have unbelief, but I pray for the wisdom and the faith. To trust you. Thank you for what you're going to do. Take 30 seconds and ask God to make the impossible possible in your life. And be very specific what that impossibility is. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, let's go. Now, pay attention because if God, watch this, watch this, watch this. If you pray for some impossibility thing to happen, sometimes God does the impossible by changing you. So don't think it's going to happen over there. It's going to happen here. It's going to be you. Okay, number two, number two. Pray for the supernatural or miraculous to overcome. The natural. Deuteronomy chapter 10 verse 21. He is your praise and he is your God who has done for you these great and awesome things which your eyes have never seen. God has done some miraculous things. Similar, similar, similar with the impossible. But you got to first believe he can do the impossible first. But God has done miraculous where he's accelerated nature. He's healed stuff that we're going to talk about in a minute. He's done incredible things that are beyond your, you can ask or imagine, miraculously right in front of you. Healings, opportunities, open doors, okay. Very similar to what we pray for. So you're going to pray for some miracle in your life. A miracle. Now, you might say, well, what's a miracle? You know, uh, when God speaks to you, what does that mean? Who's God? Where's he at? You ever ever go to a sermon and, and you're sitting there and you're hearing the sermon and you're saying, he's talking to me. Well, he ain't talking to you. He is talking to you. Where you pray for something and, and an opportunity that was lost is accelerating. A healing happens, which we're going to talk about in a minute. Where God accelerates something that would normally take a day or five days a year, and He does it in seconds. Okay. I want you to think about what that is. Now it's very similar to the impossibility. Yes. So let's keep talking about something that's big in your life. Okay. And here's why this is critical. Because if you never get to believe God from miraculous supernatural things, if you never believe that the spirit of God is going to move in your heart and your life, open doors of opportunity. If you don't live in that realm and pray, understanding that prayer is moving the supernatural. And you're engaging in the supernatural. And by the way, when you pray, because it's two-way conversation, you are entering into the will of God. So God moves you as well. You engage in what God's already doing in your life. It aligns your heart and your thoughts with what God is already doing in your life. If you do not pray with that mindset, you're just talking into the into the air. So it's, it's by faith you have to come into saying, Lord, this something miraculous is going to happen, and I know it, and I thank you for it, and I and I praise you for it, and I praise you for all the miraculous things you did in my life. You've cleansed my soul, you've healed me of me of drugs, and, and you got and you and you gave me purpose, and you opened up doors of opportunity. I thank you for all those miracles, and because I acknowledge those miracles, I'm praying for more. I'm praying for more. So in a minute, I'm going to pray. And I'm gonna go through a few of those or sippers. I'm gonna thank God. We're gonna confess. But then you're gonna pray for something miraculous, specific. And you're like, well, what is that gonna do with the impossible? Eh, probably the same thing. Let's pray again. Let's pray again. But get your mind up here. Don't pray, don't, don't limit your prayers to, oh, dear God, please bless my sleep. You sleep fine. Uh, maybe. Okay, so you sleep better. That's great. But let's pray for more than good sleep. Let's pray for more than good food. Let's pray for opportunity. Let's pray for open doors. Let's pray for kingdom of God impact. Clarity for your purpose. Open doors to live out your purpose, your eternal destiny. That's what you want to pray for. God, give me power. And so I'm going to pray for the miracles in your life and then you're going to Again, you're gonna take 30 seconds. You're gonna pray for something miraculous, and if it's the same exact thing you just prayed for, fine. We just do it twice. Ain't no problem, no problem. Okay, let's pray. Repeat after me, and then I'm gonna give you 30 seconds to pray for. Pray with yourself, out loud. Don't sit there and watch. Participate. Participate. Repeat after me. Say, dear God, I thank you that you are God of miracles, of God of wonders a supernatural God, a spiritual God, a God that reaches down into the natural to perform miracles and wonders that glorify you and bring about your purposes in this world. Thank you. Lord, use me in those miracles. Show them to me. Grow my faith by them. Give me the faith to ask for them and to believe for them. Spend 30 seconds. Ask God for a miracle. Dear
1: Lord, I pray that you heal this country. That you protect my family from the vaccine. And we can operate. until it's reversed. And to be healthy and strong. Supernatural. They hope in this country. They courage and leadership. An organization much bigger than Bless this country in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus' name. Amen. Woo! Come
0: on now. Come on now. Believe it. Believe it. God is going to do something in your life. You're like, well, why? Why do we got pray for such big things? Listen, God ain't this big. God is big. Is you. Once you get a clear picture of who God is, you're going to go, oh my gosh. Even living like your God is this big, your God, He wants you just to understand who He is. He is supernatural. He's not limited to the natural. So we got to start thinking in the size and the scope of who God is. Number three, number three, pray for a breakthrough in your spiritual warfare. You have to understand that you are in spiritual battle every day. I said a couple weeks ago when you wake up, there's a demonic presence saying, I'm going to ruin your day. Before you open your eyes, your day is going to be messed up. There's no reason to get up. Your chest pain, some people, nausea, some people, stress in your head before you open your eyes. You're in spiritual warfare. Ephesians 6, 13 says, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, and the rulers of the darkness of this age, authorities, governments, and in spiritual, in the, in the wicked uh, places, against the spiritual host of wickedness in heavenly places, Take on the whole armor of God. Put on the whole armor of God: the Word of God, prayer, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. Having done all to stand, you have to put on the whole armor of God. And one of those pieces of armor is prayer. You never go into warfare without weapons, and you never take weapons that you don't know how to use. So you don't want to go into warfare if you don't know how to pray. So we're talking how to pray. That's why you got to practice, practice, practice. Number one, a. Remember, thank God. We always want to thank God and put God first. W, we want to worship God. I mean, wait. We're gonna wait on God. C is wanna confess our sin. I, we wanna intercede for other people. P, we want to pray for ourselves. And then A, we want to admire God. That's the structure. Move the pieces around. As long as you got A, admire God first, and, and A, admire God second. Now, so here's what we're gonna do: we're gonna pray for spiritual warfare. First, you have to believe that you're in spiritual warfare. The Bible says you don't wrestle against flesh and blood. So the people in your life who are irritating you, that's not your battle. The battle is the devil whispering in your ear and how to respond. Ooh, I'm going to say that again. The people in your life are not your enemy. It's the, the whisper, the demonic whisper in your head on how to respond to those people. Because God has given you a spirit of, not a spirit of fear, but a spirit of sonship by which you call Abba Father, Daddy, that's my daddy and you love me. And the love of God that he has for you and that person overcomes any of their sin that they have towards you or towards God. So they're not the enemy. They are a person that God wants you to love and encourage. But the only way you can do that is if you understand the spiritual battle and stop listening to the voices in your head and all the demonic voices through your friends to... to, to, to respond in a negative unbiblical way say, God, I want you to speak to me about how to love this person. Spiritual warfare, circumstances, stuff going on in your world its all designed to get your eyes off Jesus. Peter walking on the water, the wind, the, the, the rain, the waves. God, and, and, and the devil said, look at all that stuff you're going to drown. And Peter said, you're right. God said, you a little fake. Why are you looking at the circumstances? Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. If you keep your eyes fixed on Jesus, all that stuff will fade away. So. What are we going to do? We're going to pray for spiritual warfare that God would give you the courage to fight the spiritual warfare by using spiritual weapons. And that there will be a breakthrough in your life. Some of y'all are in bondage to low self-esteem. You're in bondage to sexual addiction. You're in bondage to pornography, drugs, alcohol, cursing. God wants to break that. You're in bondage, to stuff your father said to you when you were a kid. God wants to break that. You're in bondage, you're depressed, you're anxious, suicidal. God wants to break that and set you free. We're talking supernatural stuff, okay? But you have to believe God does the impossible. You have to believe that he does miracles. Got to fight the battle spiritually. So I'm going to pray. I'm going to lead you in a prayer and then you're going to pray for... Something you're in bondage to, to be broken. A bad habit. You can't stop. It's spiritual. Break it. Let's pray. Lord, repeat that to me. Say, dear God, thank you that you are God most high. There is no authority higher than you. There is no authority superior to you. I surrender... My battles to you. You are the God who is mighty in battle. So I put on the whole armor of God. And I ask you, fight my battles. Give me victory. Set me free from the spiritual bondage I'm in. 30 seconds. Pray for spiritual victory in your spiritual battles.
1: You gotta pray for I guess my spiritual battles. pray that you bless me. The courage to pray, anointing, spiritual battle to be like a days ago lazy am distracted and out of I pray that you're spiritual I rebuke the devil. My spirit, chaos and confusion Jesus' name, amen.
0: Okay, let's go. Let's go. This is number four. We'll pray for healing. Um, The Bible says, James 5:14, if anyone is sick, let him call to the elders of the church and let him pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Now, you may not believe in healing, so let me help you. Everything has a purpose. And a design for a purpose, and when that design is correct, is um, broken, or it doesn't work the way it's supposed to, it's ill. Physically, we call that ill, or something is broken. When it is corrected or reestablished in its purpose and function, it's called healed. You can heal physically. You can heal a relationship. You can heal your perspective. You can heal systems or correct systems. When your car goes in an accident, you wouldn't say your car is sick, but it's broken and then it gets fixed. The, the mechanic restores it to its original function. That's called healing when God doesn't. Okay. When you ask Jesus to forgive you of your sin, what is that? That's a healing of a relationship. Now, some of you may say, Well, I still don't believe. Well, when you go to the doctor, what are you going to the doctor for? To be healed. They give you medicine. They give you rest. They give you time to sleep and water. Well, if the doctor can heal you, why can't God heal you? He's the one who made you. He's the great physician. He's not a practicing physician. So we're going to praise that God, would you restore something in our life to the way it was supposed to work. Now, I told you last week I was going to tell you a story. Literally, last week, right before I preached the sermon, I, I, I had met a guy two days before. He said, my mom has back pain. Can you call her? i, I Ran into the restaurant. I said, Give me your mom's number. I'll call her. So I called her up, and she's, I didn't know she was laying in the bed at the time, but I found that out. She says, I have sciatica, a nerve that goes down from the lower back all the way through your legs. And she had pain in the back of her legs and the front of her legs. She's an operating nurse. She's a nurse in the operating room. So she understood the anatomy, which I do a little bit as well. So L1, 2, 3, 4 were all um, uh, pinching the nerves going to her legs. She had pain. I said okay. She had pain when she sat up and when she walked. She couldn't even walk to the kitchen to get make her coffee. I didn't know this till at the end of our prayer. So I said okay, let's we're gonna pray right now. And I want you to envision L one, two, three, four. These are lumbar lower back vertebrae. I want you to envision them because you know what they look like. You know exactly what it looks like and what's happening. And I want you to envision them. And I want you to pray as I'm praying. Watch God do. Pray specifically for that. Keep your eyes focused on what you're praying for. You want to be very specific when you pray. Dear God, my daughter is in Detroit at the University of Detroit, and she's living in the XYZ Zorm in room 27. I pray, and you just be specific. Be specific because the more specific you are, the more faith you are expressing. You're you are expressing faith. And every time I ask for prayer, by the way, I always ask the person, do you feel better? Tell me right now. And I'm going to do that here in a minute. Okay? So this lady is laying in the bed. Hey, well, I didn't know she was in the bed. But she, I said, I want you to pray. And I pray for her to be healed. And then I said, how do you feel? She said, I feel tingling in my legs. I said, is that normal? She said, no. I said, well, how do you lay, do they hurt? She said, well, I have to sit up or stand up. That's when I found out she was laying down. I said, sit up. She says, I'm sitting up. And then without me saying anything, she says, I'm standing up. I said, do you feel pain? She says, I'm walking through my house. I'm walking in the kitchen. I said, do you feel pain? I am standing above my stairs. I'm walking around. My cat is looking at me like, what are you doing? Because I couldn't get out of the bed. No more pain. No more pain. Why? Because that's what God does. Does he do it all the time on demand for you? No. It's a journey, but you never know how many times. I'm going to pray for you, okay? Pray that God would heal you. Let's pray. Pray with me. Everybody pray with me. And I want you to think about an ailment you have. Think about an ailment you have or someone you know. Pray these words. Dear God, you are a God who heals. And I thank you for that. And I pray you would heal me physically, emotionally, spiritually socially take 30 seconds and ask God to heal one person in your life or two
1: out loud. Dear God, I pray you heal to leader. I pray you heal the heart of our nation. Thank
0: you, Lord. Dear Lord, I pray for everybody listening. I pray that they would have powerful prayer life and they would trust you and obey you. And as you are listening, there are many of you that need to take your next step in your discipleship journey. My prayer is that you would pray and accept the challenge to be a disciple and take the next step in your discipleship journey. I pray that in Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to be praying for you. I want you every day to practice A-W-C-I-P-A, practice, practice, Practice. And if you happen to sit there this whole time and not pray, watch the sermon again and do it. And if you pray, watch the sermon again and do it. Practice, practice, practice. God bless you.